0: Hello and welcome to the CPA Perspective podcast powered by Evolve Now, the future of accounting content. Evolve Now offers insights into the many areas of the accounting profession with daily videos and provides CPE credit for taking courses that teach you the skills necessary to become an advisor of the future. All right. Hello and welcome everybody to the CPA Perspective Podcast powered by Evolve Now. As you know, the podcast is just finding the great minds, the thought leaders that are representing the future of the accounting industry, finance, business. There's so much that's changing, so much that's evolving, and we're adapting to this this new future that everybody really needs to sort of get on board with. And I think a a great way to do that is by adding different perspectives from different individuals throughout the industry. Of course, people who are a little more exciting. Nobody wants the guy who's head his head is up against the webcam, and he's talking to, you know, about tax regulations and updates, but there's so much more that the accounting profession has to offer that we as CPAs and accountants can offer and can provide. So as you know, I am your host, the Wrapping CPA, Drew Carrick, and I have Terrell Turner with me here, and I, as always, as per tradition, like to let them introduce themselves. So let's just get a little background here. Yeah, um,
1: thanks for having me on the show. First, uh, that that that's huge to be able to connect. Um, also, I mean, my background. I mean, I, I started off in accounting, very similar to a lot of people who probably are CPAs or in the field of accounting. Um, but early on, I think you know my, I guess you say distaste for kind of the stereotype and the mm-hmm. way that I saw. A lot of people kind of trying to follow the stereotype about accounting and to where I'm like, you know, there's got to be a, a better way to approach this. And so I I, I, went, I left public accounting. I started working in industry, worked for some of the world's biggest companies like Navistar or General Electric, worked in the U.S. as well as in Brazil. And then uh, my last corporate role I had, I worked for a, uh, a, a hyper growth startup, so they they've been definitely featured in the Inc 5000 list a couple of times and I was the director of FPNA and a there um, oh. and did a lot get a, a, several roles there or I guess you say several major projects there before I decided you know what I want to take everything that I learned from accounting and finance and really
0: launch my own firm. Yeah. No, that's, uh, that's awesome. I, and I, I had a similar journey too. you know, I, I did the public accounting sort of route started out just doing that. And and I had the same mentality. And I always, I always referenced this uh, incident that I had actually, it, was, it wasn't an incident, but it was this sort of insight where the partner had came up to me and said, what are you doing in accounting? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, I, like why are you, why are you here? He said, why are you here? And I'm like, it's five 30 and it's, it's, you know, busy season. I'm in the office. He's like, no, no. Like, why are you here? Like in accounting when you're, super creative. And I was like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the hours I need for my license, but I always had that sort of like ambition of, of there's other stuff too. So that that's pretty cool. The, 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 the big companies too. So what area, what area were you in, in public when you started and then moved on to, into private?
1: Yeah. So I was in audit. So, um, you know, the, the, the 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 uh, I guess you say the the people
0: that you didn't like see coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because I, I feel like people are always like, Oh, you're an accountant, great, you could do my taxes, and I'm like, Whoa, 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 like I'm I'm not a I'm not a tax accountant here, you know. And they're like, Oh, so what what do you do? Oh, I'm an auditor. Oh, don't audit me. I'm like, that's not how it works. I was like, we're getting hired by these companies, like they kind of have to have us there, yeah, but like you know it's it's we're not I'm not the IRS everybody always thinks you say you're an auditor they think like you're the IRS you're like oh you're going to come and nab me on my taxes I'm like everything that has to do with accounting doesn't always have to do with taxes uh, and it's just like it's, it's one of those like stereotypes that's just like trying to break constantly
1: you know i find that even now with having my own fractional cfo firm where a lot of people know because they see the three letter cpa they're like oh can you help me with my taxes yeah. like I understand them, but that's not where I specialize. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, exactly. I mean, like I can get you, you know, obviously like I studied it and I'm, I'm talking about it regularly, so I can definitely provide some insight, but like the last thing i want to do it's funny like even accountants hate taxes i feel like it's it's just like a mutually like everybody hates taxes equally and there's there are people who like think like oh well that means i get a tax return and i'm like well that's not always necessarily what you what you want you don't want to be like you know it's good for people who don't know how to save and don't know how to budget you know now they have this like forced savings that they can't spend though usually when they get it they're like oh sweet like i got $1000 tax return i'm going to take a trip and it's like oh it's great great financial planning there <laughs> I think I think there's a big opportunity too for like accountants to actually, you know, engage them with financial planners more often to sort of like marry those two. Right. I don't know if you've probably seen some of that throughout your fractional work and and other stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen that. I mean, and, and, you know, it makes so much sense because I always tell people, I mean, it's like when you're an accountant, you really get to see kind of behind the closed door for a lot of people's lives. I mean, Mm -hmm. because, you know, when it comes down to your finance, even if let's say if you're a a solo business owner or you're a small business owner, I mean, for someone to do your taxes, there are some pretty invasive questions that they got to ask. And, you know, when they start seeing stuff, you know, because they're so familiar with the numbers, I think, you know, they're in a good position to say, Hey, If I know a financial advisor or if I know financial, you know, personal financial strategies, I can bring those into the picture because you're probably in the best position to help that person because you're seeing stuff that other people aren't.
0: Yeah, I, I I feel like and I, I don't know if this is a potential opportunity for accountants moving into the future. But I really thought that there could be this cool thing where you're almost like they're psychologists like you could be if you if you like, you know, it's like that confidentiality. I know, uh, you know, where the line is, as far as the ethics goes, but like, Hey, you know, you could tell your accountant anything, you know, well, I'm thinking about getting divorced. How's this going to have my taxes? You know, it's like, did you tell you, have you spoken to your wife about this? Like, no, 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 not yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's always, you know, it's funny that you bring that up
1: because when I talk to different people, you know, because I am, a, you know, because I am a CPA and they automatically think, oh, you know, taxes where there have been people like strangers that have shared stuff with me. Like, you know, some of the strange stories I, I, I've heard is like, well, Hey, um, well, you're a CPA, right? It's like, yeah. And they're like, well, you know what? I have this mistress, and I've been hanging. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Where's this going? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs>
1: I'm like, I, I, I don't think I'm the right person. I'm like, one is, I don't know you, and you yeah. don't know me, <laughs> and. I don't think I really want to know about this. (laughs) Yeah, there there
0: is this like implied trust, uh, you know, of of people that have, I mean, letters after their name in general, but especially CPA, because it just, I think it is, is like, they assume like, oh, you're kind of like a closed off introvert nerd. Like I could share things with you and you're not like going to spread it to the world. I'm like, well, don't do that to me because like, I'm going to make a rap video about it. (laughs) If if you tell that to me, like that's going to be in a song next month, Uh, (laughs) but it's, no, it's so true. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, but I think, like I said, Evie, you know, on, on the serious side,
1: I think that there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of trust that you said, and there's a lot of opportunity for, you know, a, a good accountant, you know, to start thinking outside of the normal box. And to really find out, you know, there's more that we can help with. Mm -hmm. And I always tell people, especially when I'm working with business owners that, you know, money is emotional. There is a whole lot more emotions that come involved when you're dealing with money to where I spend a decent amount of time really helping clients feel comfortable about where they're at because I'm like, this isn't a math situation or a yeah. miracle situation. This is an emotional thing. And we kind of got to get over that hurdle before they can actually start seeing, you know, the benefits in their business. So I completely agree with you that, you know, the, the field of accounting is there's so much more to it. And I think the accountants who embrace that will yeah. be the ones that see better success in the future.
0: Yeah. And I, I to, to tie into that, I feel like, you know, a lot of times when, I, when I'm out here talking about and like, cause I, I. You know, I, I definitely like, you know, put down or, or you know, poop on the, on the parade for the accounting community often where I'm always like bashing it, but I'm not doing it in, in a sort of negative way to bash it. It's just that there are these things, like you said, that we need to look forward to in the future in order to become like, more well-rounded advisors. You can't just be a tax guy and just be an audit guy. And it's not to discredit that any of that's valuable. Like people should still go get their CPA. Like I like to, it's still a good thing. Like we're talking about people trust you. You can, you can dangle it around a little bit too. And there's just immediate pride, like, Oh, you're smart. It's like, yeah, you know, I, I picked like the hardest of the business majors, but it's absolutely, it's, it's absolutely, you know, true where you can, Yeah, I mean, it's it's the empathy factor. That's like a really cool perspective. Is that that emotional tie to money? And I always think about it from you know people like, oh, can you help me get like more back on my taxes? Like somebody was like able to get me more back, and it always is like it always rubs me a little weird because I'm like, really like your taxes should be pretty. It's like pretty black and white. It should be, you know. I mean, like you could finagle with the gray areas of like, can I put this as an expense or not? But that's just a matter of like personality and like kind of preference of how risky are you going to go but at the end of the day it's like no there's a set number it's not like I'm going to like magically find money for you I'm just going to do whatever it is that's like allowed to be done so it's it's the emotional aspect like you said you know you could have the best account in the world that's not going to change what you do with money either you're spending money or you're not spending money yeah no I completely agree yeah. So, so, so to kind of pivot onto that, doing, doing things that are forward looking into the future, I think this is really cool. And I, I've only had the to check it out a little bit, but I want to hear about the, you know, the business talk library. Cause I think that that's just like such a cool concept and it's, it's so timely. I feel like, you know, you're like the hero that we all needed you somebody to start saying like, Hey, look, like we're fun. We're, we're talking about real things that are relatable. And like the timing I think is, is so right for, for, content i mean that's why we're doing things like like this podcast and and the millennial mind show and other different shows that i'm involved in and just creating content it's so it's so amazing to like i'm i'm very glad that we were able to connect because it's it's hard to find people in the accounting industry who have that sort of like driven mindset and mentality about the future
1: yeah i mean i totally agree and for me that was kind of what was the genesis of like creating content because maybe about 3 years ago Um, when I think it well, I guess whenever it was that Trump signed into the new tax rules and I just kept hearing people talking about, oh, well, it means this, it means this. And I'm like, okay, I don't specialize in tax, but I know that what you're saying is wrong. So, (laughs) you know, let me, so what my wife and I did is, you know, I was like, you know what, how about we just create a video? Cause my wife is a CPA as well. Great. And so I'm like, how about we just create a video and let's just talk about it from a common sense standpoint, because it's not like I have a ton of accountants in my family or anything. So I'm like, let me explain it, how I would tell my family members. And, you know, we kind of, we did that video. People really enjoyed it. They, they really liked it. And we're like, you know what, maybe there's room to do more of this. Yeah. And, and so we just continue creating content. And then so when I decided to leave my corporate job to, to focus on building up my, my, my CFO firm, I was like, you know, what? this could become a great avenue for networking, marketing, mm-hmm. as well as helping people see that, hey, an accountant can do more than just taxes and audit you. So we just continued creating the content and I think it became a way to really let people see like, you know, the real side of, hey, accountants are human beings too. we yeah. not just a stereotype. Mm-hmm. And so we just really have been having a lot of fun creating, you know, different shows. And one of our biggest ones has been the interviews where in 2020, we filmed what, 232 interviews with wow. other CEOs <laughs> founders and executives just to talk about the backstory of their business and their leadership journey and building a relationship so they could tell the world their backstory as well as we were connecting with them and we were learning from them from their experiences as well
0: yeah and like that's I love the way that you're able to like evolve with that process too and I mean like over 200 is just like it's that's an insane amount of stuff and I think that's like almost more than how many like weekdays there even are that's like doing every, like every single day like an interview which is pretty impressive but it's cool how like that momentum gets going and I think that's like that's the personality trait that I, I would hope that we can instill in more people is to just like hammer through those initial phases. Cause I mean, it's, it looks really cool. I'm sure for you to look back and be like, wow, look at last year, look at all these things that I've done. And, and obviously the schedule that you have of everybody for this year. And now all of a sudden you have this like massive backing behind you where it's like, I've done a lot, I've accomplished a lot. And that motivates you to accomplish even more. That's a, that's, that's really impressive too. And, and to, to go back to the Trump thing for a moment with the, when the tax came in is so funny because I remember people being like, Hey, I, like I got all this more money in my, te- in like, in my, in my paycheck each week, you know? And then, and then everybody was like, at the end of the year, they're like, Oh, like I owe money on my taxes. I was like, yeah. Cause it, it didn't always just necessarily like adjust like the right way that everybody, and everybody was like flipping out to like, I thought I was getting more money. Now I have less money. I was like, at the end of the day, you're still going to have like the same, the same amount, like whatever the rule is like, that's how much you'll end up in your pocket. Like, come April 15th one one way or the other.
1: Yep, absolutely. I mean and yeah. I think the, you know, that was one of those simple things that we were trying to break down for people, especially, you know, after the rules went into play and then people filed their tax return, they're like, mm. "Well, why is my tax return, you know, smaller this year?" I'm like, "Okay, let's go through a simple math equation. Yeah. This is how much money you made. This is how much you paid in taxes. This is how much you should have paid." It's just simple math at that point yeah and if we look at 2019 or we look at 2018 versus 2019, and versus 2020, like here, it's simple math. And people were just, they were just like, well, I think he did something.
0: He screwed me over. Like, no, it's math. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's just math.
1: That's, and,
0: and, and that's the thing is like numbers don't lie. Everybody likes to, you know, I think accounting, I would love the accounting to be like the new science. You know what I mean? Like everybody's talking about, well, the science says this. And so I was like, Hey, let's, let's take it even a step further back from that. How about the numbers? Let's just talk. Let's just talk the numbers. And I think there's a real opportunity now, especially for accountants to like step into those leadership Leadership roles and like become, you know, we talked about the trust that people have in CPAs. And and if again, this is that sort of personality trait that I don't know how many accounts recognize it. Like you saw the opportunity, like I see the opportunity, and I, I hope, you know, more viewers and people who are in the industry see the opportunity to really you can step into that leadership role, be that trusted person. Like you have, you have the degree, it just takes a little bit of drive, a little bit of ambition, a little bit of that entrepreneurial mindset. And, and, and the cool thing, and the thing I like about the business talk library as well is you're taking all those three elements. So not only is it you're having fun making the content, right? You're also getting to network and meet these, you know, these individuals who are or have impressive backgrounds and are doing incredible things, and you're learning about how they're doing it, how you can apply it to your own business, and then also the potential to help them. If you know, of course, if you're meeting with the CEO they're like, oh, actually, we we need somebody to step in for the next three months and help with some finance sort of work. You have that too, and then it's just the benefit that everybody in general gets as a content viewer uh, to just receive it. So it's, it's from all angles. I like to refer to like the triple bottom line, um, which of course like involves the environment and stuff like that too. But it is that I think there's a shift from it's Your revenue is not simply, well, here's what the, the net income was, or here's what the dollar amount was, but it's all the rest of that. You know, it's the, the marketing, the branding, the connections, the network, the benefit of just the altruistic giving back to the community. So that's, it's, it's valuable for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and that part has been very fun. I mean, just talking to people who, you know, who aren't, you know, accountants or finance professionals in their business, but to hear the things they explain, because a lot of these CEOs and founders in talking to them, like some of it comes out in the interview and then afterwards, you know, mm-hmm. you know, off camera where we're having different conversations. And one of the things that I saw to be a very significant trend is a lot of them would talk about, you know they didn't realize how much finance and accounting was involved in their role as a CEO and a founder before they stepped into that role. But Mm. now being in that role, they're like, you know, I wish I would have had a better foundation in it. And that was something that jumped out to me even when I worked at General Electric. And, you know, I had the privilege of meeting with a lot of the a lot of the, the division CEOs or the senior executives, And one of the things that I noticed is that a lot of them started off in a finance or an accounting role. And they were like, that was the thing that gave them the leg up to become the senior executive over their peers who may have started in, let's say, engineering or may have started in, you know, on the operation side. Because they understood at that level, I mean, you got to be able to talk the story of the numbers. You got to be able to translate the actions into financial impact. And they were like, accountants and the finance team are the best people to be able to do that. So it's easier to learn the operational yeah. side than it was to learn the accounting when you're like, you know, 10, 15 years down the road.
0: Yeah, it's cause it's, it's it, the numbers I would say in finance is a totally different language. So it's, it's like going, it is one of those easier directions And I mean, I always joke around about how, like, you know, the people who are, you know, the, a lot of people started out in the accounting major back in college, and then you slowly saw people drip out and into uh, some people who were still trying to, like, hold strong, but they couldn't handle accounting. They went to, like, finance, you know, did they, so investing terms and stuff like that, and that was good for them. And then some of the people that were just like, you know what, like, I don't know what I'm thinking of doing, and they, like, copped out to, like, either general business or, like, marketing or management. But the thing is, is on the flip side, I felt Felt like when I went into grad school and I was actually taking some more in-depth marketing courses, you realize how involved the numbers are. And I, and I learned it when I was involved with like the, uh, the capstone course and we had to run the mock for a business and they had the different tabs. Like, how are you going to manage your people? And how are you going to, you know, how are you going to manage the finances? What's your strategy going to be? What's your go-to-market strategy. And then like, how are you going to price everything? The pricing of all the items, like that's very much so marketing, but it's also, I mean, numbers is involved with all of it. The management of the people, well how much you, going to pay each person like you're involved with every conversation and like the cfo is that's really like a central role i mean like ceo you need that visionary to sort of like drive like the the vision forward but i think that there's like an insane value if you're able to really consolidate that from from finance up into operations because of how involved and connected finance is and accounting and the numbers are into every aspect of the business
1: absolutely and that's been kind of my journey i mean with after I left public accounting and going into working in industry, I mean, from my time at Navistar to time at GE and and even at the, you know, the, the, the growth, the tech growth company that I was at, I mean, finance, I was heavily involved with talking with the non-finance team because as they were trying to figure out what to do next, their, their question consistently was, okay, all right, if we do this, what does it do to the numbers Mm. because it's like they always had to have you know someone like me or the cfo in on those discussions because it's like yes this may sound great if we go do this marketing idea but what do the numbers look like if we do this and then that's when they would say after they got that okay then they would say okay all right now we're good to move forward
0: yeah no, it's it, it's because you see it, yeah, like you said, it's tied into everything, and you need that you need that voice there. So if you have the ability to be that one individual, as opposed to like needing to have, oh, well, we got to bring this person on, this person on. But if you can embody all of those roles, as you know, starting with the CPA, like that's that's a great core to sort of start. So 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 we having so having, of course, the, these skills are like you know some people think it's just like you're fortunate enough to like be born with the ability to talk to people or, or to, or to translate stuff. But like, what do you think CPA should be doing and can be doing in order to actually like get these, get these sorts of skills? Cause you know, the question is like, do you think, are we anomalies? You know, are, are, are some of the people that we've been fortunate to network with and, and speak to, you know, we're out here talking about it and preaching like, you know, well you got, you know, you gotta be good at operations too. There's a huge opportunity, but for somebody that may be, okay, now they see it and they're like, oh, that, that is a good point. You know, I, I, I have the CPA and, and there is an area where people do trust me. I have noticed people trust me. How do I kind of progress and and, and gain those things? So it's like, well, I've always been an introvert and I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not necessarily comfortable giving presentations or I, I kind of like to just do this. How do you How do you help them gain those sorts of skills?
1: Yeah, I mean, I always tell people, I mean, think about me. When we first started studying accounting, it wasn't like, you know, we knew how to do derivative accounting, or we even knew what derivative accounting was or anything. I mean, it's like, it took time to develop those skills. And just like it took us time to develop our accounting skills, like, it's just going to take time to develop other skills. Because I always laugh when people tell me like, you know, Terrell, I've seen your show, you know, you look like a natural on camera. And I'm just like, well, you didn't see when I first started. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, back when I first started, actually, my wife came up with the idea like, hey, we should do videos. Because I'm like, I'll just write a blog or whatever. And yeah. she's like, no, nah, we should do videos. And I'm like, mm. after like, you know, two weeks of her bringing that up, I'm like, all right. After every day after work for like two weeks straight, I would just go into the basement of my house, you know, uh-huh. set up my cell phone, and I would just practice in front of the in front of the phone, just recording it, And yeah. go back and watch it. It's like, ugh, that looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and I think like I said, it, because I knew that, hey. I didn't just, you know, show up for the CPA exam and just ace it. It It's like I had to study and practice. And I think sometimes we underestimate that people who are good at, you know, talking and communicating, like they don't, they aren't just naturally good communicators. It takes time. And so I went back to like times where I was, you know, reading books, like, you know, like books, like how to win friends and influence people, because You know, what? I was probably more of your stereotypical accountant, like, you know, let me do my stuff in the background. But I'm like, if I'm going to get better at interacting with people and, you know, I got to find some way to do it. (laughs) And so I just started there. And then whatever I read, I was like, hey, let me just go ahead and practice it. You know, the worst thing that could happen is I can find out the book was a lie. But the best <laughs> thing is,
0: maybe it's true. <laughs> right. It's like, what's the cost really of, of just reading the book? And it's, it's so funny how people discredit any sort of help that they can get in, in those other areas that they just view as like, Oh, they're just a good actor. It's like, no, they, you people go to, like you practice acting. Like you don't, you're not just like naturally a good actor. You could be a dramatic person. Sure. But that doesn't mean that you, that translates into like, Oh, I'm just going to be, I'm a natural speaker. I'm a natural good actor. Usually if you're more outgoing, of course, it'll help because you're probably speaking more often, but it's, it's really that experience of constantly doing it. Like you said, for accountants, I think the best way that they can view it is it's, you have to treat it like a science. Like you said, you have to treat it like this is your, your textbook, but it's teaching you a soft skill, like every hard skills and soft skills. Like it's almost like, I almost want to eliminate the terms because it's just some, some is like technical details that you're, you're reading on like how to do something, but it's just a different Type of skill you would apply the same methods like how to speak how to do the books how to do taxes it's it it is very much so a science
1: I completely agree and I always tell people I mean every skill can be learned I mean it's not like you know you know a talent I mean it's not like you know public speaking is not the same thing as like being a athlete I mean there's some certain level of talent that you know, Usain boat has mm. now there's a ton of skill that he's developed, you know, to perfect that talent. But, you know, some of it is a talent. But when it comes down to speaking, it's just like if you can move your mouth and you can actually get sounds to come out if, after that, it's just skill, just develop yeah. it and fine tune it. And and I think it, it comes with a lot of practice. And, and I tell, you know, a lot of accountants when it comes down to, you know, podcasting, I will say I started off with just writing blogs because the blogs helped me clarify my thoughts. And then after the blogs, I moved into creating videos because it's like when I got good at being able to clarify my thoughts and writing. Mm-hmm. Now, let me get good at clarifying my thoughts in speech. and speech. And I just kept practicing and doing it over. And then even with doing like all the interviews in 2020, I mean, it's just like, all right. If you know that your job as a CPA is very critical to any business, how about you just practice talking to CEOs and founders? And yeah. that's kind of what I use the show to do is like, hey, this is the person I'll be able to talk to when I'm working on a job or when I bring on a new client. So right. let me just practice in a risk-free environment because it's my show. I can always edit it if they hate it. You know, hey, so
0: what? Yeah. No, you could, and, and that's like where I feel like a lot of accountants get tripped up as they think, oh, well, you know, well, you're entrepreneurial minded. So like you're ambitious like that and you want to do these things. But to pivot it to like somebody with just like a normal career, they don't have ambition necessarily of having their own firm or something like that. But if you're looking to progress throughout your career, if, if for nothing else, you now have on your on your resume, like, I've, I'm used to speaking with C-level suite you know, executives. I'm used to speaking with the owners of, of firms. That makes you that much more valuable, even if you were to go back into the industries. You know what? I'm, I'm done owning my own business. So I want to go back in. Well, hey, look at all of these connections I've made. Look at how well I am at speaking to other individuals. And now perhaps, you know, a, a big company wants somebody that can, can go present, can go do the networking. I mean, the skills aren't just for people who are entrepreneurs from the sense of I'm going to own my own business, but they're the skills. I think that people would be, would be, would be very useful for people in their actual just, you know, corporate career, you know, ladder uh, of, 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 going through their career.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, cause you know, I, I give, you know, there's two examples, one of myself, one of my wife. So um, for myself, I mean, when I started creating videos, I mean, I, the last corporate job that I had when I showed up in the interview, they had seen some of my videos already. So it's just like when I showed up in the interview, they remembered me a whole lot more than everybody else that they were interviewing because they're like, well, we've seen him talk about accounting and finance. We've seen some of his videos. We like the confidence that he has in the videos. So, Mm -hmm. I know for a fact, that's part of the reason why they called me back within like four hours after my (laughs) interview and offered me the job instead of everybody else. And even for my wife, like my wife is, you know, she's fluent in multiple languages. So we launched the show to do the, the business talk library in Spanish, and she'd done maybe like four videos in Spanish. And. She got a call from a recruiter about, hey, they're looking for a new CFO to run a business because they have a big presence in Latin America. They saw her speak Spanish on the video <laughs> and they wanted to talk to her about the job.
0: Wow. That's, that's incredible.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, I mean, there's definitely a ton of professional value out of getting out of your comfort zone and, and creating content. I mean, it makes you more visible. Because I always think about it like when you see different athletes and, for example, when, you know, I will say, you know, somebody like, you know, a a visible, a very visible player, they may not even be the best in the league, but they're a visible player and what you know for sure is that player will very rarely ever have to like worry about hey will a team pick me up, I mean if they're a decent player, they're visible they're marketable you know what, their reputation is gonna open doors for them. And I think a lot of accountants are shying away from the opportunity of like, hey, put yourself out there Mm. because it'll open professional doors for you or entrepreneurial doors.
0: Yeah, I, 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 it's so funny because I, I was like always about that and preaching that. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, my reputation or, oh, like, I don't, I don't wanna get on camera. And I was like, well, you know, as if there's something to lose by not doing it, you know. but, but exactly putting yourself out there. And that's the, that's the reason I was able to, to get found to do a lot of the opportunities that I've had to speak and to work for different companies is, is exactly right. It's, it's that putting yourself out there and letting the universe return to you you know, what it will, but it's not gonna happen unless you kind of stick out your arm you know, first in order to actually receive it. What do you think? So what do you think is the best piece of career advice that you've received then over the course of, uh, over the course of your career?
1: Yeah, I would say, I mean, when it came down to, you know, deciding whether or not I I needed to, you know, change jobs, um, whether it was within the same company or another company, one of the pieces of advice that someone told me is that, you know, if your job is no longer challenging you, like, it, it, you know, if you're, if there's a part of your job that still doesn't, you know, make you a little uneasy because you don't have it down pat, then if that doesn't exist, you're probably staying in a job way too long. It's time for you to move on. And I think that that was great advice because as I started looking at other people around me, like that had gotten so comfortable in their job, what I started seeing was, one is their professional development started going backwards, you know, their reputation started taking, you know, a, a, it started slowing down. And and, you know, eventually after I talking to some of those people, they were unhappy in the role that they were in and they were just kind of waiting for retirement. And I was just <laughs> like, man, you're you're 32. Like that's a long yeah.
0: <laughs> time. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I I would. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I just, I don't understand how people just accept that, you know, like as a fate, you know, and they're just like, well, as if, it, you know, well, if you learn some skills to maybe like speak up or, or talk to, to the management or leaders at the company, then, and, and if they are at least decent leaders, they'll be receptive to that. It's just a matter of learning how to communicate to them properly, as opposed to just sitting there being like, oh, I guess I'll get my annual raise and I'll get my annual promotion and I'll just sit it out for the next 25 years. <laughs>
1: I mean, and it, it was just so depressing seeing like other people, you know, in that in that situation. And, you know, because, you know, I, I came from an environment where, like I said, most of the people in, in my, you know, immediate environment growing up, they weren't you know, the corporate world wasn't their normal world. So a lot of people looked at it as, hey, you've made it. But I was getting to a point where the job I was doing to where it's like, okay, I kind of got this, it's no longer challenging. And that's kind of where that career advice came in. Like, if your job isn't challenging you anymore, you need to like set your set your, your eyes on something bigger, because if you're not being stretched, I mean, it's kind of like a muscle. If it's not growing, it's shrinking. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you're too early in your career to start shrinking at this point. Now, they were like, if you were 58, you know, in in retirement was like literally a couple of years away, or you were much older, and you had just kind of settled into a role, maybe, you know, might be a good idea. But, you know, especially when you're pretty young, and you have many years to go, it's just like, You should be continuing to stretch yourself. And I know it gets a little scary, but the more you stretch yourself, the more you'll realize that, hey, you know, going through that process is not as bad as it seems at first. And once you figure out how to stretch yourself and go to the next level, it becomes easier every time you do it.
0: Yeah. I, I, and it, people shouldn't be scared of, of learning. You know, I, I, I've learned as I've gotten older to like enjoy learning. I, I love going back to going back to college and just taking college classes when I was working at a college, just because it's just cool. And, and it's funny. Cause you see other people in the class, like, Oh, I have to be here. And I'm like, this is, this is exciting. Like, no, I don't want to do like the homework and stuff ever, but I, but I enjoy the conversations that I'm having in class and, and just the, the idea of learning. And I think there's an opportunity because let's be real. 95% of the people that, that hear us talk about this are just going to be like, yeah, 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 rah, 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 all right. And they go back to doing the same thing that they're doing. But that opens the door for that 5% to really excel because if these other if people think, oh, I'm already too far behind the eight ball. Like, there's no, like, I can't catch up. Like, there's already somebody doing that. Or there's other people who are already good enough speakers. Like, I'm not going to be able to catch them you know, the fact that so few people actually take the initiative to go invest in themselves and do things like that opens the door for the few that decide like, you know, I do want to go pursue this. And now suddenly you could very easily rise to that top 5%, like that cream of the crop.
1: Yeah. I mean, and I think for a lot of people, I mean, that, like I said, when you look at any type of success statistics in any field, I mean, there's a very small percentage of people who are actually successful. And a lot of that is because, only a very small percentage actually try yeah
0: <laughs> what is it is, is it like the two percent rule they have all those like different like rules of thumbs but i feel like i've been seeing a lot of videos like on elon musk you know since he's he's been all the rage lately uh, just like the, the mentality and and people don't pick up and they think like, Oh, they're just like super smart or super brilliant, or they just have this genius complex about them. And they're absolutely brilliant people, but it's really just that sort of like delusional drive of, you know, they're not, you don't, you never see them stressing or getting like worked up when, when, you know, there's, there's hundreds of millions of dollars in flux at any given moment. And there's not a single stress bone in that body. Cause it's just like, you know, it'll come, it'll go. And it's, it's kind of ties back to that whole emotional attachment with money and how you kind of view it and how you view finances and just your understanding of the business world as a whole. So that's, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. So, uh, so I'll have to finish up with a little bit of fun. Um, One of those being, you know, I, I, this is a cool concept that we just sort of came up with and I was like, you know what, I'm going to roll with this Um, CPA, but it can only, what does it stand for? But it's wrong answers only. (laughs)
1: <laughs> one of the thoughts i would say is confused person again <laughs> because i would tell people like as a cpa you get introduced to so many different concepts like when you know when there are new accounting standards come out like everybody just goes back through this confusion cycle. Like, okay, there's a new rule. All right, we got to learn it again. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one other one um, that I heard someone say once it was uh, CPA is like a, a a, a coefficient um, (laughs) polynomial analyst. And I was like, what? (laughs) And it stood out to me because I'm like, they're probably, that's probably one of the, you know, three of the most, uh, I guess she's say ridiculous combined words of like some advanced mathematics. But yeah. I say that because when people find out that I'm an accountant, you know, one of the stereotypes is like, oh, you're good at math. And it's just like, <laughs> um, that's a mathematician. Yeah,
0: a <laughs> <laughs> that's it's, it's completely true because everybody, it, 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 that's another one of those stereotypes that like, I just, I kind of get it, but it's like, No, like somebody who's good at math is, is, is like you said, a mathematician. It's somebody that may may maybe majored in math, like numbers is, is in everything. It doesn't just mean, oh, numbers, numbers equals math. And there's this weird stigma that just numbers and math are the same thing when they're, they're just not. (laughs)
1: Yeah. They're they're really, I was like, you know, accounting is a little bit more about business than it is mathematics. Like there's math involved, but I mean, to be honest with you, I mean we're probably not going past algebra one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) it's, it's, uh, it's, it's so true. And I think you think about like, I mean, you know, from, from the days of auditing and I remember from the days of auditing, I mean, it's almost like monkey work, really. You're just, you have to be a, pro- you have to be professional and like intellectual about how you approach it, but you're just taking a checklist. And obviously somebody that, that doesn't have the background is going to have a difficult time doing the job well, because they're going to see this checklist. They're like, all right, well check, you know, check to make sure the numbers are the same, but not really understanding like why that's important or, or what the meaning is. And then if something comes up, they're not really going to necessarily, Really get it but just in, in in general it's 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 kind of that just checklist monkey work where you're just going down and it's more words actually than the numbers most of the time it's, it's a lot of instruction it's a lot of explanation uh and then a lot of footnotes absolutely <laughs> So, uh, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think it was a tremendous perspective to add. You know, I, I really loved, especially the emp- you know the whole empathy concept and 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 kind of tying all the different elements together of, of the value of putting yourself out there, creating content, and 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 and, and I, I my favorite thing I think is just this whole notion of, of learning. And you know, you wouldn't expect, like you said, you confuse over and over again. You wouldn't expect to just know the new tax law, the moment it comes out, or the new audit regulations, like you go to company training, and most people don't pay attention. And then they have to like learn on the fly. But it's, it's really no different than the well, you know, the reason most people end up becoming better at and going through their career at a firm is because they're used to dealing with the client. And it's not because they actually invested in learning in themselves. They were just like, Hey, you got to go have a meeting with the client. So it's kind of like baptism by fire. It's to get in there, start talking. You do that enough. Eventually, you know, eventually you're good. And everybody's like, Oh, well, you know, they've been doing it for a while. So that's why they're good. It's like, yeah, well, there's no reason you can't speed up that process by like practicing doing that. And you can, you don't have to wait until your partner in order to, to, to get good at speaking with people, you can start to invest in yourself now and just learn the skills. So when the time comes one, you're already above everybody else and you're like the first one to get thrown in there and you're more comfortable doing it when you get there. Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. So, um, anyway, so I loved, I loved all the insight. I love the perspective and, uh, so if, if people wanted to get in contact with you, uh, in order to, you know, whether, whether it's for business, for branding, for just networking and connecting, what's uh what's the way to, to get in contact?
1: Yeah. I'll say, I mean, the easiest way for all of that, I mean, is you can go to LinkedIn, uh, Terrell, a Turner comma CPA. Um, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Um, also, I mean, for, for people from the a services standpoint, I mean, if you want to talk about the actual accounting firm side and the consulting firm it's the tlturnergroup.com and there there's a button on the front page of set up a consult let's let's just have a conversation and find out what's going on
0: absolutely and then of course the uh, to check out the business uh, the business talk because that's just you know again it's 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 that's the example that i think everybody can see of like hey this is this is what putting yourself out there and helping the community does and and now look at you know here's prime example of the reward that comes with that what comes with a little bit of investing and you could see the the progress you could see the constant improvement you could see now the um, the massive inventory of, of interviews and conversations. Um, if if you don't know where to start, here you go. You have you have a great place to look to see like this is how it's done.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, you can drop by, you know, www.businesstalklibrary.com. And like I said, when you get there, you'll see all the great things, the different shows that we're doing. And like I said, you get to see, you know, real conversations with real business owners, real professionals and then for the, the audience that, you know, if you speak Spanish or you understand Spanish, Hey, there's something there for you too as well. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's exactly. That's, it's another one of those, another one of those skills, you know, we can just, I feel like we can go all day about all these, the different skills. you know, you don't, you think of it as just speaking. It's just, it's just a little language and it's like, yeah, but the, the, that's a prime example of, of a, of what would could be theoretically a soft skill, right? Nobody considers a language, a, a hard skill or technical skill, but it is an incredible skill nonetheless. So, um, Anyway, before we continue the rambling on, I I, I definitely look forward to staying in contact, uh, to networking. I encourage everybody to to reach out and and connect. Um, And I I definitely look forward to seeing how the journey progresses, especially with seeing how the the content inventory evolves and, and continues to grow and the amazing people that you're networking with. And I'm sure we'll be in touch soon. Absolutely. All right, everybody, this has been the CPA, Pod, uh, CPA Perspective Podcast. As always, The Wrapping CPA, Drew Carrick, and uh, I hope to see you guys next time. This was the CPA Perspective Podcast on Evolve Now. Become the professional you want to be with the innovative knowledge you need. Click the link in the description or go to www.evolvenow.biz to continue on your learning journey. Start today, evolve now.